Do you hug your boy? Do you kiss your boy? Well, you need to start to. We're going to tell you why. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood. I am Brian LaFauci. And I'm Patrick Marino. And today we are going to tell you why you need to be more affectionate with your boys. With Hugs the and caveat. kisses. Yeah, with the caveat. Don't make out with your kid. Oh. It's the caveat. In the blunt zone. It's fucked up if you do. (laughs) It's fucked up. But you absolutely need to be more affectionate with your kid. Uh, We did do a podcast earlier, I think going back a couple months, on toxic femininity. Mm -hmm. And we kind of touched on this a little bit because we, we talked about the other side of the coin there and the importance of showing affection to both you know, your daughter and your son and and making the boys in our world um, comfortable with that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of masculinity as a thing that needs to exist. But I'm also a big proponent of that I give my son a kiss and, like, I give him a hug and I show him that affection because that those are innate languages of acceptance of i mean going back from probably if we researched it to the years of when we were more closer to primates than we are now if you look at how chimpanzees express their emotions i mean they hug they hold they you know what i mean they they show this endearing like physical love for their offspring and somewhere along the line, uh, we kind of got a subculture that moved away from that, as if boys don't need that to feel, to know that they're loved or cared about or any of that stuff. I haven't been spending a lot of time with chimpanzees recently, so you I'm have. happy that you <laughs> happy that you filled me in on. I watched Chimp Nation. Well, watch Chimp Nation. A little <clears throat> plug for Chimp Nation on Netflix. It's riveting. Uh, but so it's front of mind for me. Well, one area where you and I differ is you have multiple genders in your household. I only have one. We're boys and all all the, even my stepkids are boys too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So how do you, do you feel like you're differently affectionate with your son versus your daughters? I have a very unique situation where, so I've always been a... Touchy, feely, hug, kiss, part of, you know, the way I grew up. Like, mm-hmm. my, 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 if I see my mom still, if I see her at 8 in the morning, it's, you know, hey, give me a kiss, right? She'll be pissed. She won't let me leave. She'll say stuff. Like, yesterday we were at a soccer game together for my kid, and she's like, you didn't kiss me uh, when you got here. Like, it's, uh, you know, you got to do it. And she actually said... And yesterday at the game, you didn't kiss me either, so you owe me two. <laughs> like, it, so showing affection growing up for me was something that I was very comfortable with. Now, my dad, ironically, my dad is not a show of affection. I like for me to get like I have to like coax him to like, hey, give me a hug, dad, or give me a kiss, dad. You think like, it's a method? You think it's a? Is there a? Is there a? We grew up sometime between chimpanzees and now. That there was I'm this regret need. that chimpanzee comment. I can tell <laughs> this need, yeah, that shit the whole time. <laughs> this need for survival and this need for 
very, very extremely masculine men who had to provide with no questions asked, who had to be strong for a family that might not survive in harsh conditions or economies or, you know, under oppression, you know, like kingdoms and serfdoms and things like that. And maybe that's why they've evolved to that point. And maybe now, well, we do two things. Now, now survival is easier into um, some days. Yeah. And two, so we got, we got survival being easier to a certain extent, but we also have um, knowledge of the potential consequences of not showing affection. So well, the research so we helps. have like the two things, right? Yep. So, like, I mean, I'm, I, I think I'm similar. Like, my, I remember um, going through phases as I was growing up of going from hugs and kisses to thinking that hugging and kissing my father was weird, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure it was him. It might have been more me. Yeah, like more like the kids, like you know, oh, you kiss your dad, like that's gross. You right. Know what I mean, like that kind of. Right. Or like, um, I remember going through a handshake phase. I would only shake his hands. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's my fucked up yeah. background. Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. It's a, no I mean, trauma that I know of, but so, like, and then back to hugs. And now it's, I always make an effort now. I'll tell you where I think it, it breaks. It's a hug. I think it breaks at the time when, uh, a, and this is boy or girl, gets to the phase of adolescence where they start to think sexually about like the other people, like their peers, right? Like mm-hmm. boys start checking out girls. All of a sudden now their mindset switches from like touching is now like, well, that's what I want to do. I want to like kiss a girl. Like, so to kiss my dad, because my mind is here, like right. kissing now means this, right? Mm-hmm. Or hugging means this. So I think that's where it usually, I, the handshake probably happened around that time. Yeah. And I can relate that. I, get I can it. remember really, yeah. really vividly. I think it was later actually. I think it was yeah. like teenage into like yeah. early twenties kind of like, but still, those are hypersexual years, right? For development, mm-hmm. so I think that's what kind of comes out of it, and that make I think that that can all for be for boys and girls. I think in general, but yeah. less likely with girls, probably. Yeah, because I, I don't. I see. You know, I, I think that this is like stereotypically like a boy issue when we are talking about boys. Yeah, I mean, and I think there's a reason for the stereotype. I don't think it's just because I think it's clearly common. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. We and I both believe that a lot of the stuff we see that presents itself today manifests from, like, when we were in caves. Yeah. And I believe that, too. Like, there's just, you know, thousands of years of genetic encoding when we had to hunt for our food, when we had to go kill things, when we had to, like, you know, and and the, the paternal or the male figure was doing that, so they were getting reared differently and... Yeah, I, you can't dismiss those thousands of years of DNA evolution that happened. I, I think the other thing at play from a societal standpoint is, as a society at whole, we don't do well with gray area. We, we with putting things in an area of gray. So we like to, our mind likes to organize things as this or that. In my opinion, we're not going to go down this road right now. It's the whole flaw in the whole, in everything you're seeing in transgender right now, the flaw in it is because our mind has to conceptually put things in black and white. And, you know, we make constructs for things. And, you know, like I said, I'm not going to go down that road with this conversation because we're limited on time. But 
I think that's what you see here. I think why this happens is because, okay, we're going to bucket the boys here, and that then means this, right? So that, you know, it, it falls. It's, we, we construct everything. You know, you're, you're a type A personality, or you're not. Like, there's Am no, I? No, you know what I'm getting at, I don't right? I'm very type A. No, no, no. But I'm not saying you personally. Right. I'm saying you, you're this, right? You're this or you're that. A big, a big one is, like, I'm, I'm a visual learner. Yeah, right. It's oh, like yeah. as if, like, that's yeah, a thing. Right, yeah, like, right? like everyone else walks around blind. I don't even blind. think that's even really a thing. I right. think there's research to show that's, that's not a thing. But, like, like, you put yourself in a box. Right. So we, I think we do that with every single thing. And this thing became a what fell into the bucket of this thing we called a feminine thing to do, like hug and kiss and be affectionate and be in touch with your emotions. And because how can you be in touch with your emotions and go, you know, rip an animal's heart out when you got to kill it, right? Or, right. or in today's, or just you, the dad might not survive. So it's like the the boy then steps up to be the. The leader of the family, right? So it's like you need to have that strength. You can't be caught by, you can't let emotions get in the way of making important decisions that are consequential for your family. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it. You know, and whether that's perceived or not, maybe it wasn't as, maybe we'd all been better off if our chimpanzee ancestors had been more huggy kids. Well, you say they are though, right? So somewhere between, somehow humans are the ones who fucked it up, not the chimps. Yeah. You know? But I'd be interested to see. Um, and I wasn't paying attention to this in that documentary I really liked, but I'd be interested to see is when they dug into that, if there was a differentiation between how the chimpanzees treated the, the girls and the right. boys. I don't remember hearing that or seeing that. But it's very clearly, it's very clearly um, purposeful, right? It's like, it's not, um, it's not by accident that we don't do it that way. There's a reason that we do it that way. There's a reason that we treat our girls and our boys differently. It's right. because the expectations are different. The boy needs to be tough. Yeah, you can't be encumbered by affection emotion, yeah. and emotion, and the girl right. the girl needs that because she's going to be raising the next generation. Yeah. She needs to be super affectionate because that's that's where the love is going to come from. You know? Yeah, but we now you know we now know the concept. I mean, I'm very, I'm extremely affectionate with my boy. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's only nine. Right. But with my older my older boys are both very affectionate, and I think that it's um, you know, my stepsons, and it's very um. You know, no kisses, but, you know, we never had that relationship. I was always their stepfather when they were yeah. 10 and 6. You know, but um, you know, always hugs. And, and Shannon and I were talking about that uh, before you, when you were on that call, because we all have a step-parent role, in, right? So I have it, you have it, Shannon has it. And it's, it's interesting. This concept from a step-parent is very interesting because... You know, the step-parent, what is it you called it, Shannon? What was the word you said? The step-parent is the what? You, unsung hero. The unsung hero, yeah. Like, it, you just kind of sit in the, the background, and you do all these things. Like, I watched my wife last night doing something for my daughter, who's her stepdaughter. And I my approach to it was, yeah, we'll fix it tomorrow. And she wouldn't, she would not stop. <clears throat> like, like, no, and it was related to homecomings coming up and these shoes and like she spent like an hour because the shoes that were supposed to come in were delayed and and I just watched and I'm like she has no idea that she that you know my daughter has no idea the amount of care and thought and like you know so and this is an area where I do 
Am I as affectionate with my the my three stepkids and my kids? I definitely try to be, but is it's you know there's a barrier there. I have two boys, a son and a stepson, right? And caveat, it kind of ironic. My son is uber affectionate. My son is very, more than my daughter, very tied in. My stepson is uber not really affectionate. Right. So they, they operate on very, so he just isn't comfortable operating in that space. Right. right? It's not like where he likes to be. Um, but I think even those individuals who might not want that, like my, my daughter wants it less than my son. So when my daughter comes up to me for a hug. It's like a really <laughs> big deal for me. Cause that's not like, but when she does want that, she wants it. Right. Like, she appreciates that that I'm there for that, you know, and and I think there's a lot to be said for that, you know, that we need to give that. I know we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with that. Well, no, it's a, it's a part of the conversation. I think it's yeah. part of us dealing with like the consequences of what we've done, right? Because you think back and like, what? How did? Why is my kid a certain way? Right. You know, or like, why am I a certain way? I mean, we definitely are in like a, and I am like. For whatever reason, I don't believe it's because of my parents, but maybe it is if I think back and if I really delve into it. But like, I definitely am not like a huggy person. Like, I don't freaking want the hug. No, you know, what I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm better now. Yeah, than I was ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago, I definitely didn't want the hug or the kiss. Yeah, freaking no way, I wanted the kiss. Yeah. You know, I hated doing like the fake kiss with like. That's funny because I know don't do the hug. You know, generally we still don't do the kisses with. I do. I was just gonna say that with dudes though. Yeah. You like did? with my oh yeah with my with close, friends put all the time yeah yep all the time so you're like you're like a huggy bear <laughs> you, huggy you are you're a huggy bear <laughs> yeah but I, I am I am I so am. not I am just like the standoff like yeah. you know like shake hand and yeah you know let's be friends you know that kind yeah, of thing yeah. I'm I'm just yeah. not very affectionate it's just not me I don't know many people who uh, you know a couple of my good friends are are definitely more I feel like we've gotten better as it at it too mm-hmm. I don't know if we're working on it intentionally or not but. Like, I don't know. It's just like, that's my, my shit that I deal with. Yeah. But I try not to pass it on to my boy. I mean, I, my boy's nine. I still give him a kiss on the head. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a, yeah, I'm a huggy bear, but I, you know, I understand like the balance. So like I do jujitsu, so I don't do like go from huggy bear to like, but we've talked gonna, about now this. Now we're going to roll around the mat. We've it's, talked you know, about this. Like, like one of my, so one of my maybe reasons. after, maybe first we'll roll then after you'll get, I'll get a kiss. Good stuff. You one know? of the things we talked about is like me trying jujitsu and that's yeah. a barrier for me. Because of the contact. Rolling around with dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a barrier. Yeah, it's a barrier to why a lot of it's young, a barrier for a lot of people. Uh, why a lot of adolescents don't wrestle. Right. They're like, I don't know. Like, you know, they, they're just not comfortable in that space. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, I, I loved wrestling, but I understand how you gotta get over that. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. You gotta get over it, you gotta, you know, get comfortable. And I mean, with I think it. that if we want our future generation to yeah. be more comfortable, we have to be we have to show them that affection. Cause like that's like again, like I don't blame my father because I really remember me being the one who pulled back from that shit. Yeah. Like I made a yeah. conscious decision. I saw something I didn't like and I decided, you know what I mean? Like and maybe, you know, maybe what my dad should have done, maybe he should have forced me to be more affectionate. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know. I don't want to blame him for anything. But, like, you know, with my boy, like, if he ever tried to pull away, which he doesn't. Like, I, don't, I think we've probably had, like, one maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's zero because I kind of remember something happening when we were out in public somewhere. And he's like, Dad. Yeah, yeah. For me, like, right, grabbing right, him or something right, like that. Right. But it doesn't happen very often. Usually I can just – usually I have my hand around – you know, I have my arm around him and I'm giving him kisses. 
and it's in public, and usually it doesn't say anything. I kind of remember it happening once. But we're probably just getting to that, right? Yeah. We're probably entering that. Like, I still get the handheld, which I freaking love, which is like we're walking across the parking lot or whatever, and he reaches out and grabs it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. That's the best. This is the best thing yeah, in the world. Yeah. And like, how long is it going to last? Right, right. You know, I know it's not going to be forever. Well, I think for, you know, for our listeners, too, a little bit of this is as they get older is having the conversation. So that's one of the things that I did with my daughter because I we joke about it now. Like, uh, you don't like hugs. So we have the discussion like, I know you don't like that, but she knows that I appreciate it and value it. So... I, you know, when she approaches me for the hug, it's, I could see it come from across the fucking room, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Whereas with my son, he likes the hug. So it's, the, my son is just a very like tactile. So it doesn't matter what we're doing. He's leaning on you, right? right? He's like, he's, he's doing that. He like, now, just for reference, your boy is, how he's old? 14. Right. Yeah. Very tactile. Like where, and my daughter is 17. She is, um, you know, she, it needs to be like a purposeful thing. She's right. le- less like that. And then for my stepkids that are 20, 23, 25, and 29, the 23 year old is, she likes hugs. She's like, you know, she likes that. The 25 year old, he's the one I was saying, he's on the other spectrum. Right. You know, he's not going in for a hug. He's like, see you later from like here to there, you know? Bye. <laughs> and then the 29-year-old's also affectionate. So she's affectionate. But it doesn't really, In um, the ironic thing there is with the mix of boys, that's three girls, two boys, I have this, you know, kind of the spectrum with both the, with the boys and the girls with what they like. But as a parent, we, we are very, and actually my wife and I are a little different. My wife is, her love language isn't that. Her love language is to do. So she did not grow up in a house like I did where that's what you got all the time. And so it's not, it's very normal for, you know, her to just say goodbye and, you know, not like, whereas that you just, I mean, I, you know, allowed in my house. So like we're talking about like fucked up, like clearly I'm fucked up, right? I'm just like, I just try and get out of there. Yeah. Like how can I avoid having to say goodbye to everybody and give everybody a hug? I'm just kind of like, all right guys, like, Bye. Like you know, make sure. I, but I, but I do consciously make my boy mm-hmm. do it. You know what I mean? Like I make sure he says goodbye to everybody. Like make sure you say goodbye to everybody. Make sure you either shake their hand or give them a hug or whatever it is you got to do. You know what I mean? But like for me, like I'm like, I'm fucked up. So this is part of this, right? Is well, like we want to make sure that we're not fucking up our kids. I don't know because make sure I think that they have two... empathy. Make sure that they have positive relationships. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the things we didn't talk about was again, like could, we're gonna we're gonna run out of time, but like we're kind of in that area where some people believe in boundaries because people have been abused, and right. you usually get abused by somebody in your trust circle. Right. And so right. like we want to we want to give our kids the ability to say no, and have that. Yeah. Agency, yeah. so that they don't get abused, right? But at the same time, now we're saying like you know, show affection, like you know, because we want them to have, like, we want them to know their love, yeah. And you know, the act of a hug or a kiss is just a such a clear identifier that you are loved, right? Right. And so I say it's great to have the conversation with your kids who don't like that, and ask them the question like, well, how do you know someone loves you? That's a great question to ask. How many times have we asked our kids, like, 
how, like, what are things that people do where you know they love you? How do you know I love you? What is it when I do something that, you know, like, sounds, it sounds almost like, well, that's, why would you ask that? But at the end of the day, it's amazing how frequently we go not asking those really basic questions to an idea. We just sat here and talked about, all right, we, you know, we got all these kids and they all differ in how they want love expressed to them, what they're comfortable with. And have we ever asked them? And even having this discussion now, I'm like, hmm, have I, have I ever like said to, to Jonathan, who's, you know, who's the uh, kind of the older boy or, or Ava, who's the young and said, how do you know someone loves you? Like, what do you like, like them to do? What, you know, those are, I've had those conversations with my wife because we clearly have a little different love language. So we've talked about that. Like, you know, how come you don't, she's like, well, I do this and this and then I, all right now. So when she does those things, I'm like, oh, all right. You did that. Like when I'm frustrated, cause like it's a Tuesday night. Why are you baking cookies at eight o'clock? Well, because that's, that's her hug to the kids. Right. You know what I mean? That's what she does. Mm-hmm. Now, if they don't know that, then uh, do they experience what that really is? Right. Which is why the physical affection is so important. Yeah. Because it's hard, that's harder to define. Physical affection is not hard to define. It's right. Just, it's just there. Yeah. And like, there's like some, we talked about the research, right? There's all sorts of consequences for kids who don't get enough physical affection. They have mental health issues, trouble with empathy themselves. Um, but there's definitely like old movies where it's like, you know, why is this dude all fucked up? It's like, oh, he didn't get enough attention when he was a kid. Yeah. Like, that's fucking yeah. true. That is true. <laughs> it's all true. It's like, Very you true. don't give your kid enough physical yeah. affection. Yeah. They're going to be fucked up. Yeah. There's going to be something wrong with their ability to connect with other people. Maybe, or potentially be even less, have less self-worth, mm-hmm. right? Because they did not get, the the physical affection is absolutely is just so like non-gray. Especially at young age, right? right? At a young age when the verbal, <clears throat> the you know, the, the verbal piece isn't really there yet and they can't understand the concept of love, hug and kiss your kids, especially your boys. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I think that our boys need hugs and kisses. So don't don't stop. You know, what I mean, like do it. Make be be conscious about it. Be intentional about it. Show love, so that they will then develop a good ability to do the same thing yep. when they need to do that yep. in all areas, not just with their significant people, close relatives, but also with friends. And, and it doesn't kill masculinity. You can choke someone out and then give them a kiss after they tell me love. <laughs> I'm Brian LaFauci. Patrick Marino. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the channel, leave us a review, leave us a comment. And if you don't like what you heard, I know who does, your mom. So tell her we said hi.